I'm Tara Tessimu, and I am here with Kaylee Bogdan. Hi! The two of us are going to be launching a new podcast. We're super excited about it, um, and we've called it Through the Clutter. Um, we really talked a, a lot about how we wanted to kick off this podcast, and, and we came up with this theme of um, that we're totally stealing from Simon Sinek, which is to start with why, right? Uh, why are we doing this podcast? And we talked a little bit about that. But digital is really complex. Everything about it, right, has so many um, metrics associated with it that you may or may not know what they mean. Um, we have an entire podcast episode we're going to devote to unraveling the alphabet soup that is digital metrics. Um, we want to talk about digital strategy and how we think about it and um, what we recommend to partners when they think about it and how we really help people be successful from a digital perspective. Um, we want to talk about our internal shifts that we've made here around content, um, both editorial content and content marketing to really be amazing digital storytellers around products to make them incredibly engaging and user-friendly and being sort of obsessed with user experience. Um, we just have all these pieces and parts we want to help unravel for you um, that we think is going to be um, really uh, interesting and hopefully helpful, but also fun. Um, so one of the themes we wanted to share today is that we believe starting with why is the most important thing you can do for your digital strategy. Yeah. Um, so you have to, before you embark on thinking about tactics or metrics or um, all the ins and outs of what you're going to do, you have to think about why you're doing it. And that's our very first question we always ask of our clients when we're working with them, which is, like, what's your objective? What is the outcome you want here? Do you want to drive traffic to a beautiful new website? Do you want to generate leads? If so, do you want them to be hot leads or MQLs? Do you want to build your database? I mean, there's just so many important questions, and it has to be the very first thing you ask yourself is, why are you embarking on creating this digital strategy? What is your marketing goals? What is your company's goals? And how is what you're doing contributing um, to that end game that you want to get to? Kaylee, maybe you want to talk about that yeah. a little bit as well. I think that's really important because from a marketing perspective, goals are often really fragmented and multifaceted. You have a lot of stakeholders from sales to executives to you know people on the front line sort of handling things from a production perspective, sort of all have a handle in what marketing teams are, are working on. And that makes it really tempting, I think, sometimes to be to want to be on the cutting edge of things. You know, really what's largely more important I think is making sure that what you're doing makes sense for your brand, for your audience, for clients. If you're working on like an agent, if, if you're working from an agency perspective, and I think you know, asking yourself why you're sort of doing these things can help really distill that and get back to basics on like these are the things I I, I really need to be doing to better serve my audience, you know, my company, our partners, all of those types of things. Um, and I think it's true too. I mean, Tara, you said this, like digital is ever, it's super complex and it's only getting more complex, you know, and in, in my time at Winsight, I've been with Winsight for six years now, the asks that I see from our partners are vastly different and so much harder than they were in 2014, you know, when people were sort of just getting started with content marketing and what does it look like for a brand to be a publisher to now saying, you know, what are what's the time spent on this piece of content marketing we did with restaurant business and how are people engaging with it and where are they in terms of funnel position? It's just a different landscape and it's ever changing and it's not getting any 
simpler, right? So the idea of starting with why and sort of breaking through that clutter is, you know, it's the bedrock of kind of a, a good digital marketing strategy. I think we should unpack one of the things, one of the points that you made here, which is this idea of understanding your audience when you go into mm-hmm. these strategies. Um, I think that in B2B in particular, and one of the reasons why we wanted to start this podcast is because digital strategy in B2B can be very specific, should be very specific to the audience. It's more important even, I think, than in consumer. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have a lot more data about our audience. It's very important we segment them. So I think unpacking that why with your audience is crucial. Like, for example, I say, you know, when we launch a social strategy in B2B, it largely isn't going to be on TikTok or Snapchat, right? Um, Whereas their consumer brands might be jumping into those platforms with both feet, um, that's probably just not smart for us. <laughs> so I would love to hear you talk a little bit about um, what, how you tackle that audience segmentation um, from a, a client perspective when they are talking about going after a specific audience. What are you thinking as you create content and create strategy around that? Yeah, so you know, really what we do from a content marketing perspective is think about what are, you know, what's sort of keeping these people up at night. I'll say a couple of things about this. The first is that when you boil it down to that, it's not so different across you know the different audience segments that we serve. I think about what are their pain points, right? You know what what are keeping these people up at night, and how can this piece of content that we're writing sort of help them better run their businesses, help them develop strategies to drive more feet in the door, help them drive strategies for using versatile ingredients that'll stretch their food costs or cut labor or things like that. Labor is obviously a huge one um, for all the industries that we serve. And so I think about it from a content perspective um, to make sure that, you know, we're at the end of the day, again, offering whoever it is content that's going to help them better run their businesses. But then also from what, it, from, you know, how does it, how I'm in the interact with this content, how is that different if I'm a chain executive versus like somebody who isn't independent? Um, you know, maybe I'm more likely to click on nuts and bolts, sort of 101 getting started information around this if I have one store that I that I operate. If I am, you know, a chain executive at 7-Eleven, um, I might think about like, how is food service getting taken to the next level in the convenience space? And maybe I'd be more likely to engage with a piece of content around that. Um, and then, too, I think, you know, you have to look at terms of format. Um, you know, are larger organizations more likely to inter- interact with you outside of their email inbox? Experience tells me that that is true, right? And so we look at things like meeting them where they're at, like uh, retargeting them with ads on Forbes or Business Insider or Wall Street Journal or some of our other partner sites to sort of capture their attention where they're already spending it. Um, whereas with smaller operators or different segments, maybe they are more likely to open an email that's like the, you know, a 101 guide to saving labor in your restaurant or something like that. So I certainly don't operate in a vacuum with this, right? Like I leverage the best and brightest minds at Winsight from our editorial team to our marketing team to our web production team to sort of answer these questions and they're ever moving and ever shifting. Um, you know, and that's one of the great things about digital when you're starting with why and asking yourself why, the answers that you get become much more meaningful. And I think it's worth emphasizing your point about the way you leverage um, the resources across Winsight. And I think it's interesting because we have an amazing editorial team. Mm-hmm. We have data and research. Uh, we get to interact with these people live. And so this this insight into 
what is going to make the audience care, I think, becomes a really mm-hmm. powerful part of the way you put programs together. And it makes you better, right? Because at the same way, like, you know, we're asking ourselves why, like, why should I do this newsletter? Why should we do this, you know, digital program? Our readers are asking them the same things. Why should I care about this messaging that's out in the marketplace? How is this going to help me? What does this do for my business? And what is the intelligence that it offers me? So that, I think, um, it sort of feeds into each other, right? Like leveraging the best minds that we have and the best, you know, the audience strategies that we have or the digital strategies that we have can really help, um, you know, make the best experience for the people that we serve. Right. That's so, so true. Um, I think so this starting with why, right, we keep emphasizing it's the most important piece. Um, but what Kaylee was just discussing there was really the what, right? What is the message? What is the message we want to bring to the audience? And and how can our um, understanding of the audience help us know what that should be? But I think the other third piece we think of a lot, we think about a lot, a lot, a lot, is how. How do we reach them? And one of the complexities of digital uh, and what's that, that really incredible um, – pace that's shifting that Kaylee was referencing earlier is the how is becoming so complicated, Yeah. right? There are more ways to reach people than ever before. We're bombarded mm-hmm. every second by text messages. Yeah, we text each other like till <laughs> 11 p.m. at night. And that's just, that's part of the new world order where there's this mm-hmm. constant influx of information. Um, you can find anything on the web. It's our job to make it findable. Mm-hmm. Um, you can be reading the website and a chat bot pops up and talks to you. Uh, we've had to think outside the inbox a lot yeah. as we've seen um, open rates go down because we're competing for more against more and more and more marketing messages. I mean, if you think about it, B2B isn't just competing against B2B messaging. Every time you sign up for something at Kate Spade or NFL.com, mm-hmm. I tried to use a two gender references <laughs> that's there, yeah. um, that's landing in your inbox too, right? And we're competing against that. Yeah. So um, maybe you could talk a little bit uh, about the hows and which platforms you recommend do you always recommend a mix of all the platforms Mm -hmm. and say we're gonna bombard people you know all 800 different ways to reach them or do you think about um, which levers are the smartest to pull for which audience or what's your sort of thinking there when you attack a program yeah I always think about sort of what are the tools in our arsenal and how can we best achieve marketing objectives um, with what we have in, in the the toolbox or the toolkit. You'll see a lot of like, you know, phrases around that um, from a marketing perspective. And I think, you know, to kind of go back to what you said in terms of the how, um, you know, when I first started with Winsight, we had three really content marketing products. And fast forward to today, and I think I have like at last count was like over 30. So like there's, we're sort of constantly adding things to the toolbox and that can really make it tempting to say I should be in email and I should be on, you know, run of site. I should be retargeting. I should also be doing this chat bot. And I sort of find that that kind of, you say this all the time, this spray and pray approach um, can yield some results, but I think it's more important to look at it from a more intentional way. So we, again, like we start with why, like who, why do you want to do this? What's the message? Who are you trying to reach? What's the reasoning sort of behind the strategy? And then I can kind of look at um, what I know to be true in terms of how our different tactics perform to sort of match that up with what I think is going to yield the best results. So um, maybe, you know, we have a partner that comes to us with a very 
nuts and bolts um, getting started guide, like the restaurant survival guide or something like that. Um, and I think about, okay, who are the people that are going to be most likely to engage with a piece of this content? Um, I don't know the answer to that, like off the top of my head here. But let's say that it's, you know, somebody in our like regional or emerging chains category, right, who's really feeling the pressures of, um, you know, the traffic problem that restaurants are having or the labor crunch and that type of thing. And then I try to think about from their perspective, okay, um, let's try some of the tactics that I think are the most tried and true, right? Like let's try wrapping this into an email and seeing sort of what we get for that. Um, let's try looking at this on social, right? Our audiences are increasingly active on social and, and how do these things sort of compare to, to another? And so I guess as a long-winded answer to your question, um, sometimes I don't know the tactics when I sort of start out, right? Like I know kind of what I can expect from a historical perspective and, and, and how our, our products perform, but I will sometimes try, you know, three or four different things and see like what is, and use those learnings to say like, this is how people are engaging with this piece of content, so let's double down on this sort of moving forward. And I think, you know, looking at those outputs of those different products and tying those back to the different outcomes that we can achieve for our partners, um, that is sort of, I think, um, where we're, we're kind of headed. And I think that's so interesting because fundamentally, I'm going to make a point here that shows how, how much we believe this is true and what we're saying is important. Um, and that is, this is also how we tackle things internally. Mm-hmm. Um, so we we have events that we want people to get to, most notably the National Restaurant Association show. And we take this same approach, right? And this move from spray and pray to segmentation and personalization is something we take really seriously across our organization. And we've looked at it for driving e-commerce. We've looked at it for driving event signups. And we really want to... Um, reach that audience member at the moment they're going to make a decision and guide them through that that path to purchase or path to conversion or whatever it might be and we do that you know for for our own things as well as for our clients Um, so I think that's really interesting Um, but I think the other point you made and this is also something we do both internally and and in partnership with our clients is um, you don't know everything from the beginning so the great thing about digital is we have this opportunity to evolve and optimize, you know, always thinking about that why in the back of our head. And um, that's really been a pivot in the way we've addressed client programs, right? It used to be this idea that you bought what you bought and we executed on that and hope the results were good, right? Um, and you've really changed the game on that with, with your team and the way you approach this and sort of moving in partnership with um toward that why mm-hmm. with our partners. You want to talk a little bit about that piece too? Yeah, it really moves us from a point of, of reactivity to a point of proactivity, right? So, um, you know, when you look at the traditional media plan that's, you know, these tactics at this frequency, at this cadence throughout the year, um, there's some innovating we can do with that. And, you know, I know we'll unpack the metrics box at a, a later date. And, you know, part of that is, you know, sort of looking at the metrics in real time and understanding kind of what's happening. But I think largely, um, you know, those sorts of programs constrain us a little bit. And it isn't always true, like you said, that we know from the outset how something is going to perform, how a piece of creative is going to be received by the market, who it's going to resonate with the most. Um, And so by taking a look at how that is actually performing in real time allows us to make recommendations and say, like, I know, you know, from, from starting with why, that 
this partner is looking to do this in the market, like they're looking to drive leads in the market, um, and this particular piece of content isn't doing that. So how can we optimize either the content or the format or the cadence at which their target audience is receiving it to really make sure that we're knocking it out of the park for them? And there's a lot of levers that we can pull. You know, from a content marketing perspective, sometimes it's the content. Sometimes it's, you know, getting out of the inbox. Sometimes it's going back in the inbox and saying, this is working, let's double down. Email marketing gets a bad rap, it's a really effective tactic. Winsight knows that because we send a lot of emails. (laughs) (laughs) We do know the power of email around here. Yeah. and so I think it, it's, it's content, it's format, it's also does, um, you know, does the audience need to be massaged a little bit? You know, I get sometimes requests where um, our partners will say, I want to target the top 1,000 chains. And I look at the leads that are coming in and saying, okay, like here are the ones that are in the top 1,000, but you have 25 leads that are 1,001 to 1,005 are those valuable, right? And so sometimes you're surprised at who, you know, who's engaging um, and kind of where you're seeing that response. So we try as much as possible um, to be really strategic on behalf of our partners to make our products work as hard as we can for them. Um, because at the end of the day, we want, once we've uncovered your why, then we want to use the what, the who, the when, the how to make it a seamless experience that hits all the right notes. And I think, you know, to all your points, we've made some pretty major changes in the way we're offering um, results to clients. And I think that's all tied into this, starting with the why that the client or the partner has and guaranteeing that we will give you that ROI back that you needed and were invested in from the beginning. Um, So part of the way we've thought about evolving our product set is to... Uh, create this system where maybe you don't have to think about the product set, right? Mm -hmm. It's so complex. Kaylee mentioned it's grown from three products to three dozen products and continues to grow. And we're adding new ways to reach people all the time. In fact, we're just looking at how great Pinterest is for Mm -hmm. non-commercial operators. And and it's hard. This is hard for uh, clients and agencies to keep up with. And um, it's hard when you don't know exactly which product is going to be the most effective going into a program and, and you're investing your dollars into that and that's really meaningful. Um, so one of the things we've done is think about, can we guarantee results? And so do we start talking about the why? You know, is it branding and awareness and you really want a big impressions driving campaign? Um, do you have a brand new website and you want to get as much operator traffic over to that? Um, or do you want to build your database and get... Um, a laundry list of MQLs that you can nurture yourself. Uh, any of those whys, we're starting to look up, look at that as the product mm-hmm. and say that's actually what you're buying from us. And we will use our digital expertise, our account management, our ability to optimize and um, pivot uh, rapidly throughout a campaign um, to guarantee those results for you. Uh, so that's been really exciting for us to start talking to clients about um, and really exciting to execute. I think, you know, your team has really embraced it and um, started to really think about how they can strategize on behalf of the clients. Um, so maybe anything you want to talk about there with, yeah. with your excitement around this? Yeah, I have my team come to me all the time and they're like, look, I tried this for this webinar registration and I got you know so many. We, we just tried in-mails, um, for example, with a recent webinar campaign and we were so excited. The click-through rate on those was like 
89 percent I know <laughs> so it's so exciting to be able to try these new things and see the results that we get right um, it's exciting for us to help our partners move the needle it's exciting for us to learn more about what our capabilities are and sort of stretch that and push the boundaries of it but we're sort of I'm sort of always surprised and delighted by my team members coming to me and saying I you know we I had a goal for you know 150 registrations for this webinar and we're at 200 and this is so great and they get really Yay. excited it's strategic work that they're doing and meaningful work that they're doing mm-hmm. um, you know day in and day out and so when you know we're sort of charged with the execution of a campaign um, and have the opportunity to you know by guaranteeing the results have the opportunity to, to optimize and, and innovate it really allow it gives us so much more ownership over this and makes us really invested and you know work really hard because we're excited about the opportunity to sort of apply our minds to um, to achieving the why. That is so awesome. I hope you can hear how passionate we are about understanding the why, understanding the why for our clients and ourselves, and um, really making digital work for us to achieve that why. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is what we're going to dive into for the rest of our series. So we're looking forward to doing this more with you. Um, We wanted to end every podcast with something cool uh, that we had seen out there in the digital world. Um, So both Kaylee and I are going to share an example for you, and then we are going to say goodbye. So I mentioned before that I'm a NASA nerd, so I'm going to talk about something that NASA is doing, which is cool. Um, You wouldn't necessarily think, well, NASA is sort of always on the forefront of exploration by nature, but uh, I literally, right? (laughs) I know. I wouldn't necessarily think that, wow, a government, you know, organization would be um, so cutting edge on social media, but they are. They have such a tone and personality and voice that they leverage across Instagram and Facebook and probably other platforms that I'm not on because I'm old but uh, um, and it's it's so interesting and so cool it's really consistent you know across each of their different platforms um, but they they do really surprising and delighting things like they had a uh, the one I'm thinking of was when there was an astronaut recently that did a spacewalk and they had a gif on Instagram of the astronaut sort of letting go of some piece of space junk that floated away and the caption on the picture was like this didn't spark joy <laughs> it was, it's, it's just great so I it's something that um, I love seeing on a daily basis so they're 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 really knocking it out of the park Kaylee cannot get enough of NASA I cannot ever ever um mine is totally more trivial uh, but it is the Jif peanut butter uh campaign I love it I think it's brilliant mm. it's getting viral attention it's hilarious as a mom of four I have endless peanut butter in my cupboards um and I just thought it was such like a clever pickup of the unending Jif gif debate and they came out and said we have the answer and they're using it as a marketing campaign and I just think it's it's unexpected so unexpected and fun and awesome yes they surprised and delighted us Mm -hmm. Uh, so we hope we surprise and delight you in future episodes we hope you tune in for more Uh, but for now we are just gonna say goodbye thanks so much